Welcome back to COVID-19 Business in Focus, where we explore the business impacts of coronavirus. I'm Rowena Morris, a director at PwC, and I'm your host for the series. Coronavirus has put a relationship between companies, government, society, and the public into the spotlight. More and more, businesses are expected to help society solve the problems arising from the pandemic, and many are rising to the challenge, using their purpose to inspire positive action. In this episode, we're going to be discussing how businesses can bring their purpose to life in responding to the challenges of COVID-19. We'll explore how some organisations are getting this right already, and we'll share practical tips on what you could consider applying in your own business, both in the short and longer term. I'm delighted to be joined today by PwC partners Emma Cox and Brenda Trenadon. Emma and Brenda are PwC's purpose experts, and they provide crisis leadership advice to our clients. Hi, Rowena. Hi, thanks for inviting us today. Thanks for joining our virtual studio both. Lovely to have you here. So Emma, to kick things off, although it seems a strange question to ask what purpose is, I think it's really helpful to revisit from a business context perspective what it actually means to have a purpose in an organisation. Yeah, th thanks, Rina. Purpose is one of those words that's been talked about a lot recently, but a lot of people get quite confused as to what it is and what it isn't. Um, so purpose is really an organisation's reason for existing beyond just the financial um, it sets out kind of why you matter to society, what your differentiating capabilities are, and the impacts that you can create for wider societal stakeholders. So for us at PwC, for example, our purpose is to build trust in society and solve important problems. And that's a great unifying theme. It's sort of North Star that helps guide our decision making. Purpose is something that's actually been growing in traction, importance, um, it's become a real buzzword, if you like, over really the last year with a load of companies talking about why purpose is important. I think probably brought on by rising societal inequality and, and also by lack of trust um, in business. So you've seen a number of big announcements by groupings of business that have really brought purpose to the fore. And also in, here in the UK, the corporate governance code um, changes have made businesses really focus on their purpose. So even before covid um, we were all talking about this. And I think, uh, Emma, that's that's absolutely what I've been hearing, you know, from clients as well. And I think the the whole concept of stakeholder capitalism, as you say, has been been really growing. And, and I think businesses have been thinking much more carefully about how do they interact with the communities that they're in? You know, how do people view them from their employees to their investors to their customers? And how do they really bring that to life? And, and interestingly, although there's been growing pressure from investor groups, and, and I've seen this with my 30% club hat on, you know, as we think about our investor group and, and we look at some of the big issues that we want businesses to consider beyond just profitability, we've started to hear much more of this as we've come into the crisis. So in early March, companies have been sending out notes to clients about how they're reacting to COVID. And, and many have started their, their communications to clients with purpose. Um, I've heard of, of clients um, talking to their staff much more about purpose in terms of, of how they're making decisions. And I think one of the things that's really important for people to remember is that purpose is not about just doing good and it's not in conflict with profit. I've read some articles um, even before the crisis when, when I think people have been a bit cynical about purpose and thinking it's virtue signaling or it's part of CSR and that 
companies should get back to just focusing on on earning revenues for their shareholders and and not be thinking about purpose. But I, I think that's that's really not the way that that companies should be approaching things. Purpose is about long term sustainability and about really thinking of of why why are we here? Who are we here to serve? Where do we fit in the market? And and really importantly, are we relevant? And so purpose isn't lofty aspirations and, and vision. It's very much how companies should be grounded in, in thinking about their reason for existing. So having that clear purpose that's effectively communicated and understood within an organization at a time of crisis, I suppose is especially important. Yes, I think when you have short-term knee-jerk you know, re responses in, in a time of crisis and you haven't got purpose, you haven't got that background, it often leads to some decisions that are really going to come back to haunt you down the road. So I think companies that, that have spent a lot of time, that have communicated, that speak about purpose very authentically are able to use it almost like a policy check. And so if you think about it, you know, when, when times are difficult and, and we, we all revert to kind of doing things that, that maybe, you know, we don't necessarily appreciate afterwards, if you can come back to thinking about your, your core beliefs and, and, and what you really stand for, it really helps in, in terms of those decisions. And, and once again, maybe bringing it down to, to some actual examples, because it's, it's easy to talk about this from a theoretical or, or a, you know, a very lofty level, but some companies that I've been speaking to um, in, in the previous weeks in early April have, uh, have been saying that when they've been taking decisions about customers, for example, so a, a bank um, about lending, that they've, they've thought about the fact that their purpose is to be a trusted long-term partner. Um, one bank said, and I thought this was a brilliant way to describe that their purpose in, in simple terms was to lend real money to real clients to do real things with and to be there long-term for their clients. So to be very relationship-led and when they had a difficult lending decision to make, and this decision was, was really on the cusp, and, and that had been building even going into the crisis, it went to their credit committee, and they realized that by not lending the money to this long-term client, the client would go under, and 8,000 jobs would be lost. And they decided that, that one, of, one of the big issues was, was really saving those jobs and keeping the company going and being that long-term partner, and so they lent the money. And they said that wasn't the only deciding factor, but it was really important. And if I think back to um, my previous experience in banking and certainly through the financial crisis, I'm not sure that we would have taken those decisions. I think often for a credit committee, the easiest decision is to say, this is a high risk, let's say no. But this particular bank was so grounded in its purpose that that's the decision they took. And I think that stands them in good stead as they will come out of the crisis. Yeah, Brenda, I think that's a lovely example. And I think I'd echo your comment about it's really important that business thinks now uh, about using purpose to guide the decisions that it takes. The decisions it takes now will actually really impact on how it's viewed in the longer term, not just on how it thrives and survives, um, but actually how stakeholders, broader stakeholders, how its employees, how its shareholders, how governments, regulators, et cetera, viewed those businesses. And, and just even in the, the early weeks, you know, end of March, beginning of April of this crisis, we've seen winners and losers come through and a lot of media attention being paid. Now, 
I think one of the things that's striking to me is that the businesses that are really one feels getting it right are the ones that are focusing on how their core business can have the most positive impact uh, on society and how they can take actions now that really will help the economy, people thrive um, and make it through this. So you see some of the actions of the supermarkets. Now, they haven't necessarily got it right all of the time, but they've been very, very open about trying to recruit in people, keep supply lines open, make sure that they keep their employees and their customers safe. Um, and I think that's that's been good. What, one of the things I think also is um, communications is really, really important. And the way that you talk about what you're doing and the choices that you're making, again, using purpose to guide that, referring to it, being really clear with your employees what you're doing, I think that really helps because lots of businesses have got to make really difficult decisions at the moment. So where they're furloughing staff, um, actually, if you've got a clear policy as to why you're doing it, what you're doing and, and what your plans are at the end, actually, employees will trust that a whole lot more than if it's just a, a decision that doesn't seem to come from anywhere. Um, when I when I look at what we're doing within our own firm, within PwC, there's been very clear communications about looking after our people, looking after um, health and well-being, mental health, etc., making sure people know what is available to them, and also a real clarity on job security. Um, I think that also really helps. Um, so where you can remove a, a, a fear factor from people, then they can focus on doing what they do best. And and that focus on actually what is important. I mean, you again, you see lots of great examples of companies where their initial market has disappeared, turning to other things. You know, I, I love the story of, um, uh, you know, companies turning their factories for making designer clothes into making masks and gowns, for example, or stocks of um, spirits being used instead of for um, you know Scottish whiskey for uh, making hand sanitizer. So there are some things that are very direct, but it's not always those frontline stories. Some of the smaller stories about how individual businesses are treating individual employees or their supply chains, you know, extending credit to your supply chains, helping make sure that those supply chains continue to work, I think is really important. And I think your point about um, about the communication and and you know how they they communicate frequently and authentically is is critical because I think if we look at it, not all businesses can respond the same way. So some of the very large businesses have said to me, "What we want to do is make sure staff are okay first, that they're not working too hard, that their mental health is well, and we want to remove the fear." So we've said. Nobody will be made redundant during this time. We don't want you worrying about your job and things. We want you to be able to just get through this. And that's great if you can afford to do that. But at the other end of the spectrum, I've spoken to some smaller businesses who are really just thinking about, are they going to be able to operate post-COVID? You know, are they going to be able to be a going concern? And they can't afford to take that fear away. Some have furloughed staff. Some have had to make some staff redundant. But once again, exactly as you've said, they've communicated, they've been very open, they've tied it back to this is what our business is about, this is what we can afford to do. And I think that that piece about trust, I think if, if employees feel that they understand why those tough decisions are made and they feel they've been made fairly and they know the reason why some have, have been made redundant and some have been kept on, you know, a, a minimal staff, 
they've, they've responded quite well. And I heard about one small business that had taken these tough decisions and, and they are very much at risk of, of maybe going under. They, they'd furloughed a lot of staff and made others redundant. When they'd had town halls and the company who had only done town halls maybe once a month, now speaking to staff twice a week and just being honest and open with them. It's incredibly important. It's so important. And I think it's really helpful to hear some of those practical examples. So, Emma, is there any other examples you'd want to share with people around how you've seen businesses using their purpose to respond to coronavirus? Um, I, I think we've covered a lot of them, but I, I think some of the other things I, I would probably bring out is the, the importance of leadership um, in this crisis and the way that individual leaders communicate, and Brenda just touched there on the importance of, you know, town halls keeping in touch. But but I think it's communication from leadership at every level of the organisation um, that's really important, and making sure the messaging is consistent all the way down. I think the other thing that leaders can do though is listen. Um, new leaders at all levels of your organization will emerge out of this crisis. So also making sure that you listen to ideas bubbling up um, from different parts of your organization, because people who are at the coalface see how things can be adapted to respond to a need. So you've seen that with a bunch of the ideas of how businesses are repurposing what they're doing or how they're focusing their logistics and their supply chains to get to the areas that matter. Um, but just asking, so, I mean, again, another small example we're doing within PwC is we've got an ideas platform where people can put their own ideas for things that we can do to help our clients, our people, our communities. Um, and then we're sharing and socializing those with everybody so that we can see actually what ideas can be used in different bits of the business. So I, I think leadership and communications are two practical things that really everybody can do. And, and these types of actions can really bridge and build trust between different elements of your stakeholders. So between your shareholders, your investors, your employees, and the wider framework of, of government and regulators that you operate within. Really good points there. Um, and I think it's so important to consider some of the longer term implications and challenges in all of this. So with some some organisations of business as usual out of the window and everything we thought we knew being challenged, what, I suppose for Brenda, what's the opportunity for the future for organisations? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question, Rowena. And I've heard so many different things from businesses and it really depends on where you sit in the business. I think, you know, when we've talked to board level um, directors and, and top of the house, particularly on the boards, um, boards have been given the opportunity to really think much more toward the future. You know, they're not in the weeds. They're not necessarily fighting the day-to-day, -day, you know, crisis um, at, in companies. And so they're being able to really reflect on what are the decisions we're taking now? How do we want to look coming out of the crisis? You know, how do we, how do we use this to kind of reimagine our business? In, in some cases, board directors have said, you know, we're going to deal with with some long-standing issues um, that that we hadn't dealt with before, and we're going to accelerate some of those discussions. Maybe people are going to take bolder decisions. But I think an, an interesting parallel in terms of how some companies are thinking about this is, if you go through a personal crisis in your life, you know, either an illness or the death of a loved one, or maybe even you know you have your own personal health scare, it makes you think about your purpose, your priorities, your values. And usually it causes you to really redesign your life a bit, sharpen your focus, 
ground your thinking, your activities in your purpose. You probably will do things differently and, and you really will hone things down. And I think in a way, business is the same. And for most leaders, the crisis is causing them to reevaluate their businesses, how they operate, you know, how they go back to their core principles and their purpose, the reason for existing. And that's a natural starting point. And I think for some businesses, they're really thinking about focusing in on, on their strengths. And so, you know, often when, when times are good, people go off and, and think about doing some other businesses, maybe broadening out their portfolio, et cetera. And this is an opportunity to say, you know what, this is what we're good at. This is why we're here. This is what people think about. And this is what we want to be known for. So I do think that that parallel in terms of how people think when, when they've had that kind of shock, it really brings them back to anchoring their, their behavior going forward in their purpose. And do you think that there are some considerations for companies as we emerge from COVID? So what will really stick, do you think, for organizations? I think the phrase, some have coined a phrase recently of build back better. Um, and I think that's a really nice thought and it builds on what, what Brenda, you were just saying about businesses taking that longer term view as they move from the firefighting phase into stabilizing and strategizing for the future, actually really focusing on what their core purpose is and how to deliver the, the best business that delivers the best return for everybody with a positive return for society will be the ones who really come out of this out of this well and therefore using the time now as as Brenda said if if CEOs are reflecting and strategizing looking forward actually using purpose to ground those great long-term decisions to make the business more sustainable more resilient in <clears throat> in the longer term will really pay dividends I think I agree. I think it, it it is really coming back to thinking about, you know, how how do we want to do things differently, but how do we want to create a business that that's sustainable, and thinking about you know maybe being bold, accelerating ideas that that perhaps were just being thrown around as what if we did this, what if we did that. There's a real opportunity here to be creative, and once again, you know, keeping purpose as a guiding light but really trying out things that maybe businesses wouldn't have tried out before. And, and I think we're all learning to do things in a different way and, and to really you know, adapt. And businesses are having to do that as well. So I think, you know, once again, you have to have that, that guiding light. You have to think about the framework in which you operate. But I think businesses are gonna think about doing things very differently but they will have to think about what their what their role is in society. And the spotlight is, is really on all businesses now. And so for some, that, that will turn out really well. And I think for others, you know, we're already hearing about the businesses that people maybe don't want to support because they haven't been true to that purpose and they haven't thought about their wider stakeholder group. So I, I think it will be really interesting to see. I really like your sort of top tip around using purpose authentically as a bit of a policy checklist. So are there any other practical tips as we wrap up this um, episode? Any other practical tips for companies looking to turn their purpose into positive action to help society tackle this huge challenge? So maybe Emma, if you could go first. Well, I, I think I'd agree with what Brenda just said, which is frame your key decisions in light of your purpose. Use your purpose to really guide your thinking on those, those big decisions. Um, 
don't, don't think in isolation. You're part of an ecosystem. You're part of a supply chain. So think through what your contribution is relative to that and think how you work and collaborate with others. Um, and get your communications right. Um, more clearer, focused, internal and external. I think people need to know what you're doing and need to know it very clearly. And I think from, from my side, um, I would come back to really honing, um, honing the core values. So why are we here? Who are we here to serve? Where do we fit in our market and are we relevant? Those are the questions that, that companies need to be asking themselves. And then I think the importance of people, the companies that really think about their people, their customers, their communities. And when you think about purpose, we often think you know, the purpose of the company, but the best companies will really think about ensuring that their employees feel a sense of purpose themselves as well. And that's really a, a secret sauce for successful companies. So I would say, make sure that purpose flows all the way down and that you know they really look after their people and give them a sense of purpose. Excellent, some really good practical takeaways there and a really interesting conversation. Thank you very much both. Thanks, Rowena. Thanks. So if you'd like to know more about the themes we discussed today, visit our website at pwc.co.uk forward slash COVID-19. And please do subscribe to keep up to date with all of our latest episodes. Thanks everyone for listening. And until next time, stay safe.